Well, hello. Praise the Lord. It is 2021 for the next couple of days. For a few days anyway, we are heading out of 2021, entering into 2022. It has been quite a year. Quite a year. I thank God I was able to live long enough to see it. Amen. I, I thank God that the rest of you were as well. All those of you who are listening. What a year. Politically speaking, socially speaking, economically speaking, health wise for many. It has really been remarkable. Every year is. Let's be honest. Every year. Let's be honest. So I just want to take a few minutes and talk to you guys about who you are about who you are and how important you are to God so I want to encourage you here at the end of 2021 going into 2022 I want to encourage you and know that there is a a bright future there's a bright future If you look past your everyday circumstance, if you look past your challenges, right? I guarantee if you step out in faith and know that everything is going to be all right, your entire mindset, your atmosphere will begin to change. Because one thing is for sure, we cannot change other people as hard as we may try. You cannot change them. And you never will. You never will. We have to grasp hold to that fact. Can't change people. But we can change the person in the mirror. We can change the way we see things. We can change the way we accept things. We can change our behavior. Right. So I'm just here to encourage you about you, the person in the mirror. You might have gone through some ups and downs this year, 2021. But you know what the good news is? You're still standing. You still have yet another opportunity to do something. You haven't done. You have yet another opportunity to set that goal and accomplish it. You have another opportunity to receive God's grace, which his mercy renews every morning. We know that we read that from the word of God. So what will you do with that mercy? What will you do with that grace? What will you do with it? Hmm? And I, I apologize for that quick pause, but I just had a quick power outage, but it came right back on. Praise God. And the recording continued. Look at that. So I just want to encourage you that that you matter. 
you matter. And, and yes, I am going to tonight. It's going to be a rare occasion where I'm going to briefly touch on relationships. I, that's not something that I really get deep into. But I feel it's necessary. I feel it's necessary. So we're going to do it. Praise God. And so just know that as a backdrop to what you hear tonight is that you matter. Your life is important. You're not a mistake. I had someone tell me one time, well, my parents were not trying to have a child. I was a mistake. You're not a mistake. You're not a mistake. There's only one person who gives us breath. And he doesn't make a mistake when he gives it. So if you have breath in your lungs tonight, which you must have to hear this episode, then you are not a mistake because God doesn't make those. It doesn't matter who planned to have a child, who didn't. You're here. By God's grace, you are here and you matter tonight. And so. 2021, if you could take anything from Elisha Power Ministries, know that you are important and you're important to God. You say, well, I don't really have any family. Yes, you do. You have a huge family. You have God's family. Genuine God's godly family. I'm not talking about people who are trying to use you and abuse you and they use God and throw out a few scriptures at you. I'm talking about individuals who are really doing the will of God, who truly do love people, not dissimulation, that false fake love because, you know, they may have an ulterior motive. I'm talking about people who genuinely care about you. You may say, well, I don't really hang out with anybody. I don't really know many people. Well, sometimes in order to change your perspective, you have to change the people around you. You have to change who's in your inner circle. Because truth be told, not everyone should be in your inner circle. That's reserved for a special few. For a special few. And sometimes we get caught up with calling everyone friend. When everyone's not your friend, people will be friendly for a season until they get what they need to get out of you. Some people, of course, I'm not talking about everyone. I think you guys are mature enough to know that. And then sometimes you have to change your circle because the individuals who were in your circle, they were only supposed to be there for a season. So it goes both ways, right? But you are important. You matter. You matter to God. You're not a mistake. We make mistakes because we're man, but he doesn't. He doesn't. Not at all. He knows exactly what he is doing. And it's important to know that he has a plan for your life, for you individually. You say, well, my goodness, I've been stumbling through life for 30 years. I've been stumbling through life for 40 years. Okay. I get it. 
There might have been some issues along the way. You might have found yourself in some trappings that took extraordinary effort for you to get out of. But just know that God saw all of that. And let me present to you that you didn't get out of those situations on your own, although you may think you did. You may think that. Even those of you who are listening who say, well, I'm an atheist. I don't believe in this God business. Okay. But guess what? He believes in you. And you're not a mistake either. Because the breath that you're breathing, he put it there. He gave it to you. He gave you life. My only prayer and hope for you is that you come to know who he is soon. Because you too, I mean, you're, you're not a mistake either. You're, you're important. You matter. You say, well, Brother John, you know, I've made some terrible decisions in my life. I made terrible mistakes. I might have even hurt some other people. Well, here's the deal. People you've hurt. It's free to say I'm sorry. It doesn't cost. You may have to swallow some pride. But, you know, swallowing pride is not a bad thing. Because in the end, you bless, you get blessed. Nothing wrong with saying I'm sorry. Right? You have to heal too. You know, but you know, this this business of of people thinking that they are beholden to whatever comes out of the mouth of uh their friends. Or, you know, they feel like, well, my friend said that I'm not worth much or perhaps in some cases, many cases, too many. Actually, they may have a significant other or a spouse who makes them feel that they're unimportant, who makes them feel less than who only wants to come around with flowers. Or something of value when they want something sexual let's be honest that happens a lot and they feel devalued they feel like they're not as important to that person as they should be that happens it happens on a daily basis well i want to say to those individuals that you matter you are important and i pray that god will open the eyes of those individuals who are mistreating you and making you feel less than and um, they'll see that they have a diamond in their hand already and they need to look at that diamond for what it is and, and cherish it because you know I, I have some guy friends who they have a diamond at home right but they're still out here searching for pebbles I'm just being honest. They're picking up pebbles when you have a diamond at home or a fantastic precious ruby, a beautiful precious stone you have at, at the house. But yet you're out here looking at stones because the stone looks nice and smooth and round and curvy to you. But the one who's bore you children she might not look the same way because she's bore you children 
You need to cherish that diamond and come to your senses. I'm just being honest. Okay. You picking up stones, lumps of coal, when you already have a diamond that's refined or in the process of being refined. And you still looking for some other stone that you're picking up that's not a diamond for you and never will be. Never will be. And sooner or later, I can promise you this. You're going to find out that the diamond you've been abusing at home. And I'm talking to the women, too, because women do that. You're going to find out that what you had was more special than you realized. And usually you, you're not going to find that out until that precious diamond is gone. Heart already turned because of your abuse. I don't know why I'm saying this stuff. You know, I, I just I just feel like this is on my heart. This is what I need to say. And so I'm saying it. But but I want you to know, again, you are important. You are very, very important. You know, you're so important that God numbered every hair on your head. You know that? Every hair on your head is numbered. Every one of them. We read that in the word. That every hair on your head is numbered. Yes, it is. And so I'd like to take a minute. And I just want to read to you. A little bit of Matthew chapter 6, if I may. Matthew chapter 6. And I'm going to read from the King James Version. And this is Jesus himself talking. Okay, this is him talking. And I'm going to read to you. Beginning at, let's see, I'm looking at it right now. I'm going to read to you from, we'll start with, let's see, we'll start with verse 24. How about that? There are 34 verses, but I'm going to start at verse 24. This is what Jesus is saying. No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You can you cannot serve God and mammon. Verse 25. Therefore, I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body. What you shall put on is not the life more than meat and the body than raiment. Behold, the fowls of the air. Now watch this. Now I told you, you are important. Watch this. Verse 26. Behold, the fowls of the air, for they neither sow for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are you are ye not much more much better than they? 
friends, are you are you more valuable than birds of the air? God feeds them. He clothes them. They don't sow. They don't reap. They don't gather into barns. But God feeds them. And verse 27 says, which of you by taking thought can add one cubit unto his stature? So which one are you worrying can add one cubit to your to your height? What, what can you do by worrying? What can worry do for you? Let me tell you what it'll do for you. I tell you what worry will do for you. Worry will stress you out. Worry will have you on medication. Worry will give you anxiety. Worry can give you panic attacks. Worry can give you ulcers and put holes in your stomach. Worry can raise your blood pressure and have you on um, uh, hypertension medication. Worry can give you headaches. Worrying too much, too often, could give you a stroke and put you in your grave. That's what worrying can do for you. And verse 28. And why take you thought for raiment, for clothing? Consider the lilies of the field and how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you? Oh, ye of little faith. Hmm. What you worrying for? You have value. You are precious. God loves you. You have so much value. So much value. So much value that Jesus came, walked in the flesh, was persecuted crucified, died, rose again, is, is seated at the right hand of God for you. For you. You have value. More value than I as a man could ever even express. Yes, you may be going through a bad time. Yes, it seems like friends are few. But you have three friends that's not going anywhere. You have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. I know you may say, well, I need that that human companionship. I need that human, that human communication. God has everything you need. He leaves nothing. He leaves nothing to chance. Right. Because the Bible says, Psalm 84, the Lord God is a sun and shield. He won't withhold anything from those who walk uprightly. That's what it says. And I take him at his word. Because he's proven it to me far too many times. I want you to know this. I want you to know this. That you have value. Okay. He just gave two examples. Where the birds are not more valuable than you. And yet they get everything they need. And then some. He just gave you the second example of the lilies of the field. How they are clothed better than King Solomon. King Solomon, one of the richest men to ever live. His garments could not match the lilies of the field. They didn't have currency, they had God. <laughs> he clothed them. 
And then he asked a question. He asked a question in this finally in this second example. He says, wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? He didn't say ye of faith, ye of little faith. Verse 31. Therefore, take no thought, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink? Or wherewithal shall we be clothed? Right? And there are so many other things we worry about. When if we just give it to God and know that we have value, that we are important, trust in him. Trust in him. I know it may look dark sometimes. You're wondering, God, where are you in all of this that I've been going through? I know you hear my prayers. I know you see why is this happening to me? And we personalize it because we're personally going through an issue. I get it. I get it. But just know. He's always there. He's always there. He can see things down the road that we cannot see. And he sets everything up perfectly in his own time just for us just for you personally he does 31 again therefore take no thought saying what shall we eat or what shall we drink or wherewithal shall we be clothed verse 32 for after all these things do the Gentiles seek for your heavenly father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. Did I not just say that? He knows what you need. All these things you're worried about and you're taking, quote, thought to, as the scripture says here in this passage. These things that you're worried about, your job, your spouse, your children, your education, your finances, your bills, your transportation, these these necessary things of life that are part of your life. He knows what you have need of. I'm going to read verse 32 again. For after all these things do the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. Repairs to your home. And the myriad other things that goes on in your life. You may be feeling wayward. You may feel like your faith has been rocked. You've gone through a tragedy. And you're wondering why God, why me? Why me? Why must I feel such pain? Why must I go through this? Why am I going through this now? Why am I feeling like this? Why have my friends turned against me? Like Psalm 56 talks about. Where's my mother in all of this? Where's my father in all this? Why have my brothers and sisters abandoned me? Why have they done this thing? I thought that person was my best friend, but here they are. They stabbed me in the back trying to come after my spouse or my significant other or the person that I love so much. This person was supposed to be my friend. And look what they did. Look what they did. You know, Jesus had people he thought was close to him. But see, he knew what was going to happen. Can you imagine going to work every day 
with a Judas Iscariot and you know what Judas is going to do to you and yet you still love that person unconditionally Jesus did that with Judas can you imagine going to work every day and you know somebody stealing money saying they are using the money for the good of the people but they're not and you know about it can you imagine your own cousin questioning whether or not you are who you are because your cousin has been put in jail like John the Baptist was? And he said, is Jesus the Christ? He asked his men, is he the Christ or do we or what's going on? Because John was in a precarious situation shortly after what John was beheaded. Right. He was in a situation where doubt rose up in his mind and in his spirit. We understand that because he was in dire straits. He was in a situation, right? And we get in these, quote, situations and we wonder about our own value. We wonder, man, look what has happened to me. Look what's going on. Look what my spouse did to me. They've been lying to me all this time. Look at what my significant other did to me. Oh, but friends, if we, we would just remember that God said, God said he knows what you have need of. Okay, he knows what you have need of. And when you read the Psalms, specifically as I reference Psalm 56, it talks about how people will come against you. But guess what God will do? He will protect you and watch over you and he'll raise you up. Even above your contemporaries. Hallelujah. He'll do that. But see a lot of it. A lot of the things we go through. We have to trust God. We have to trust God. Okay. And I apologize. That was my phone just trying to ring. I thought I had that ringer all the way off. And apparently I don't. And so I guess it was just turned down. I apologize. And so what I'm saying to you is. God has everything you need. And, and yes, people will will come against us. And they'll stab us in the back. But we have value. We have value, though. Even if we have to stand alone, we're still not alone because if you look with your spiritual eyes and believe with faith, you know that you always have three with you. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Didn't Jesus say he was going to send a comforter that'll be with us always until the end? And doesn't the Bible say we are sealed? We are sealed by the Holy Spirit. Doesn't it say that? So take it at its word. Yes, your spouse may be not behaving the way they should they may not be talking to you the way you appreciate being talked to your friend may be doing that or someone you thought was a friend but i want you to know verse 32 says he knows what you have need of and if you have need of good friends he can bring those if you have need of restoration he can restore. Matter of fact, if you look up the word Eliashib, 
It means God has restored and God will restore. The very name of this ministry, Elisha Power Ministries, because there's power in the name and there's power in God's restoration. Praise God. That's why I have that name. Elisha Power Ministries. And there's a whole that's a whole nother show as to how that name came about. But I want you to know you have value. People will devalue you. They'll try to. A lot of it stems from jealousy. Jealousy. They look at you with envious eyes. They see what you have. They see what your 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 family has or they see what you're capable of. They get jealous of your potential. You haven't even completed everything, all your goals or everything you want to do, but they see your track record and they see the trajectory of your life. And they begin to look with envious green eyes and they they try to do things to try to sabotage your path. They'll even throw roadblocks in your way. I can tell you about some of that, but I won't go into that because this is about knowing you have value. People will do that. But see, here's the thing, friends. Here's the thing. When people come at you that way, your response is critical. Your response is critical because, again, God knows what you have need of. Okay? He takes care of the lilies of the field. He takes care of the birds of the air. He's going to take care of you because he says in this passage that you're worth more. Okay, but your response is critical. If you behave as they do, if you're going to fight fire with fire, then what was the point of all that praying you've been doing? What was the point? What was the point of all that prayer and fasting and calling people and agreeing with you in prayer? Or, you know, or talking to that pastor, that that minister, that apostle, that that prophet that teacher why are you talking to them if you're just going to respond in kind the way the world responds to you what will the world see different what do you bring that's different you see you can't there's been so many times and i think i've told this story multiple times in different ways there's been so many times where people have made me mad and see when i was younger my mother had to pray me out of a out of a hot temper i'm just being honest uh, and she had to pray me out of that and sometimes people say, well, you know, you still got that temper. Let me tell you something. When it comes to my family, I don't play no games. I'm just being honest and straight up forward with you. I don't play no games when it comes to my family. Now, some people, you know, they might say whatever they want to me. I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. You didn't put your hands on me, so you you good. You know, <laughs> you, you good. You didn't put your hands on me, so whatever. And I can dismiss that. But, you know, you, you can't respond in kind to the world because the world will not see anything different. <laughs> they'll only see another person that, that's in the world who said who professes Christ. That's all they're going to they're going they'll see. So they have to see something different. And the Bible talks about that in multiple passages. And there's something to be said, a lot to be said about walking in the spirit. And you can't be like people in the world. Praise God. That one person who's aggravating you the most. They might be aggravating you. To get a reaction and you could be the only person at that point in time in their life who can reach out and touch them 
with the word and with your behavior because a lot of people, they're not going to read the Bible. Oh, no. They're not going to walk into a church. What? Grace the threshold of a church? Oh, no. Many people are not going to do that. No, you're their Bible. The way you respond, the way you act. The words that come out of your mouth. You know why? Because you have value. You have value. You're important. You are truly an ambassador for Christ. If you know Christ, you really are. You're the only Bible they will ever see. Believe that when I tell you. So don't worry because God knows what you have need of. And then I go to verse 33. Now, here's the crux of the matter. It says, it says, this is Jesus. He says, but seek ye first, first, the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. That's the formula, folks. We can pack up and go home. That's the formula. He just, he just gave you the blueprint. He just gave you the blueprint. First of all, A, stop worrying about everything because God's going to give you what you need. He's going to take care of it. But check this out. He says, first, seek me. Come to me first in my righteousness. And all these things should be added onto you. What you worrying about? Hmm? You think he doesn't know when that bill is due? You think he doesn't know that? You think he doesn't know what's going to happen if you don't pay it? You think he doesn't know that? But we get so full of angst and fear. Lord, fear has caused so much trouble and aggravation on this earth. Fear. And verse 34 says, therefore, take no thought for the morrow. For the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. In other words, tomorrow take care of itself. You put your eyes on Jesus today. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Now I'm going to go back to verse 31. I'm just going to read 31 and 34 straight through. It says, therefore, take no thought saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek for your heavenly father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. Things. 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, not your own righteousness, which is not righteousness at all, and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow. For the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. You have value. You have value. He, it's his pleasure to bless you. And what does 1 John 5 say? It talks about when you pray, believe that you have the petitions you have requested and you shall have them. Believe God. Seek God first. Get rid of all that worrying. I have been guilty for worrying for quite some time. I have. I have been guilty of having fear about things for a while. I had been. 
But see, God helped me to break that fear. Yes, he did. Now, what's the difference between you and I? Nothing. If he helped me do it, he could help you do it because I have value. And so do you. So do you. And, you know, I'll tell you this. My mother used to always tell me when I was going through some things. She would tell me, son. You keep praying. And one thing you do, you wait until your change comes. But your change is coming. Praise God. I may have had to wait a year, two years, three years, four. But let me tell you something. Your change will come. But what you don't do is you never lose faith. And you know that all these things will be added to you. You know that you seek God first in his righteousness. And that's the end of it. And whatever you do, guess what else? Guess what else? You put some praise on it. You praise God. You seek God. You have faith. You trust. You believe. All that hurt and pain you've experienced for years, that hurt and pain, God can take it away. I'm a living witness to that. I'm a living witness to that. He could take it away. He can. And he's willing to do that. Trust God. I'm not saying to you that Rome was built overnight. I'm not selling you that. I'm not telling you that and I'm not selling you that. But what I am telling you is pick up a stone, pick up a stone and set it down and begin to build. But the stone you need to pick up before you pick up anything is the chief cornerstone. And his name is Jesus. Now, you're going to build a foundation without him. Let me suggest to you, you don't have a foundation. You just have a floor. That's not a foundation. Okay, I'm being real with you on that now. I'm being very real and upfront with you on that. You trust God and you watch and see how your life will change. And again, you cannot. I started by saying you cannot change people. You can't do that. But you can change your perspective on how you view those people. You can change your perspective on your circumstances. You can change your atmosphere. Put some praise and some faith and some prayer together. And I guarantee, I guarantee you will begin to change your atmosphere. Faith, praise, and prayer will change your atmosphere. Faith, praise, prayer, right? Those are not carnal weapons. What does 2 Corinthians 10 <coughs> say? Verse 3 through 4. Verse 3 through 6. It says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God for the pulling down of strongholds. Faith, praise, and prayer. But you put some praise on your situation. Put some praise on it. And you believe and know that your change is going to come because you have value. You have value. You find yourself in a relationship that you feel isn't going anywhere. But you put some praise in your heart. And you ask God to direct your path. See what happens. I promise you he'll do it. I promise you he'll do it change your perspective change your perspective it'll happen
it will happen. Praise God. See, eagles, they soar very high. And they can look very, very far down to the earth, down to the ground. And they can see. They can see things that they wouldn't be able to see if they were not soaring high enough. They wouldn't be able to see it. So you go out and you soar high with your faith, praise, and your prayer. You soar. You soar like an eagle. You soar. And watch and see what God show you. Because you're soaring. You're flying higher than you've ever flown before. Your circumstances, they're not going to affect you like they used to. The words that people say, they're not going to affect you like they used to. The things people do, it's not going to affect you like it used to. Because, see, you're soaring. You're soaring. They can't reach you. Try as they must. They can't reach you because you're soaring like an eagle. And they can't touch you. Your faith, your praise, your prayer, they cannot touch you. They can't touch you. And you remember that. This is a very simple message tonight. Very simple message. But it's a message that rediscovers our roots. It's a message that is important. Your faith, your praise, your prayer, because you're important to God. And don't you ever, no matter what you do, don't you ever, ever give up. There's no circumstance God can't change. There's no problem he can't fix. And as he said in Jeremiah, is there anything too hard for the Lord. You say, well, my marriage is crumbling. My relationships are crumbling. My job, I don't know if I'm going to have my job in the next week. My children, I don't have a good relationship with my children. I'm stuck here in jail. And no one's listening to my situation. I don't even trust my lawyer. I know a lawyer. His name is Jesus and he can fix it. You say, well, I've been in jail and I know I haven't done anything. God restores Eliashib to you. Eliashib to you. God restores. He restores. He repairs. He renews. Praise God. And he gives the recompense. Amen. Praise God. Well, I just wanted to jump on and encourage you guys. Looks like I've been talking for f almost 43 minutes. Didn't know I was going to do that, but praise God. And so I want you to be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed. Your faith, your praise, your prayer. You have value. Be blessed. Praise God. And in 2022, you remember, you are soaring above your circumstances. They cannot touch you. Because your mindset has changed. You will accomplish what God has put in your heart to accomplish. You will accomplish the plan that God has for you because you're going to seek him. You're not going to lean to your own understanding. There's failure in that. Let me tell you. Let me be the first to tell you. There's failure in leaning to your own understanding. But God is something else. He's a powerful God. And he will change your circumstances. Praise God. Well, God bless you. I'm going to sign out now. This has been Brother John of Elisha Power Ministries. You are a blessing. Look in that mirror every morning and you say, I am a blessing. Okay. 
Now, don't say you're a blessing and then go out and act like a devil. <laughs> don't just say you are a blessing and then mistreat people, okay? That's not cool. You get no points for that. Matter of fact, you get demerits, okay? You Don't you say you're a blessing and mistreat people. No, no, no. You be a blessing. Praise God. And you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. God bless you. Good night.